Hey everyone, it's Timmy. And Miranda. We're a dear former athlete. We are former athletes on a mission to help others like you improve relationships with your health, your work, and yourself. We're here to cultivate a community that is open to all and wherever you are in this journey is okay. We're so glad you're here. Now let's get to work. Back in action for the last episode of season one. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. You guys should take these glasses. They're so cute. God, I blocked the blue light because your girl gets headaches. Go ahead. Give them the plug. I know. 11th hour. Yep. 11th hour. Rutgers girl. Um, awesome company. I'll, I'll drop it in the show notes too, but they're awesome. blue light glasses. I have all their sunglasses as well. They're all polarized. Fantastic. Oh, my blue light glasses are in my purse. I just got them. Um, if any of you I guys follow them. me, I look ridiculous. Cause I got two pairs from diff with their black Friday sale. And, um, I really like them both, but one, but like, they're so big. So, cause so like, I can't see the frame, which I really like because I wear contacts. So I didn't need like glasses on top of mm, whatever, makes sense. but the one pair I'm calling them my granny glasses. Cause they're like a little bit of a cat eye kind of like that, but like a bigger, um, bigger like lens. I love it. And they're like light colored. So, and for those that don't know, my unit has a lot of like older patients because they get knee replacements and things like that. So um, my whole unit was telling me that I fit in with our patients. So it was awesome. <laughs> I love that for you. Um, yeah, I mean, blue light, blue light glasses are a game changer, especially if you're at a computer or like looking at screens in any capacity. Um, I feel like it. I've just been on my phone way too much. So I was like, I'm going to order a pair that's not, I love Target, but I had like a $10 pair from Target and they were like falling apart. So I was like, let me, you know, get a real pair. And I love them. I love it. Anyway. Okay. Season one. Wow. We're already wrapping up. Into a close, guys. So weird. Can't believe well, 10 episodes is our goal. Um, and it works out too because it's nearing end of the year. So holidays and New Year's, all of that stuff. It's kind of a good, we'll start 2023 and then have season two kind of kick off from there. So giving you a teaser at the beginning of the episode, which is weird. But um, but yeah, holidays, a lot of things come up. Um, we were just kind of going through some notes we had written down about like this time of year when we were in college and the different things we experienced and how it was very different for us coming off of our season for some of our friends that were spring sport athletes and, and all the different things. So it's kind of where we're going to go with this episode, but yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you want to start off with? Um, it just like hit me a little bit harder, like thinking the contrast to spring sport athletes, like I just was thinking literally as you're rattling that off, like we're coming to a close fall sport athletes, like, and you're done, or you've been done. Like we talked about when you go home for Thanksgiving and then maybe over winter, you're like keeping a certain level of conditioning because then in the spring, you usually play. But I just thought for like spring sport athletes, I'm like, this is like their preseason. Like they have to like go home probably. Cause like, from what I remember, most spring sports did not stay on campus. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they went home. But I'm like, I can't imagine maintaining like a or achieving a preseason level of fitness at home. Oh wait, guys, I'm yeah, like, I mean, it's it's hard. It's we had we had it in the summer, so our summer ended early. I know, and I'm saying that, and I'm like, wait a second, we had to be home before we were poor for summer. <laughs> I think it's just different though, guess- even when, we, when we were growing up, we we prepared in the summer for our high school and middle school and right. whatever travel seasons. Whereas like baseball, softball, 
lacrosse, they were used to their winter being the heavy load. So it's just like, it's not like they changed going to college, but I do think That's it's true. difficult to, one of our notes on here was like, you're coming off of having access to the college facilities during fall ball or fall season or whatever, off season. And then coming home, you have to maintain that caliber of training. Maybe you don't have access to that kind of gym or you don't have access to the same like field that you practice on or play on. So it's like exactly. all of that stuff. It's, I think it's just hard to conceptualize because we're so not used to it because it was like our, our off season. But I know right. my brother went through it. My brother played lacrosse in college. So this, I think I mentioned that before in this episode or on an episode, but um, yeah, it was different because like they would go back January, whatever. And like, that was their like hit the ground running. We're getting into it, which they do have like two ish months, maybe like a month. No, it's a month. I'm trying to think it depends on the sport and where you went to school. I know that does vary, but there was like a January officially started preseason on campus. So like their Christmas wasn't preseason. It was like they're getting ready for preseason. Right. But um yeah, that that's definitely weird to think about. No, and I I realized what I said, like, oh, they're home preparing for preseason. Like, yes, we did that, but I also am remembering like I junior and senior year, most of the summer I stayed on campus. Like, or if I wasn't living on campus, I was on campus for you know weeks leading up to preseason going to all these workouts doing all of this stuff taking summer classes staying there because it was just easier and more convenient because of um amenities and because of like facilities that's the word but because of what we had at school it was so much easier so junior senior year I did that and I my god it was like terrible being home freshman and sophomore year preparing for preseason because you're not in your element you're not with your teammates you're not with your equipment your trainers your facilities you're not training on the track that you're gonna have to run your fitness tests on you're not playing on the field that you're gonna be playing on like that's hard and like thinking about going home after a semester for winter break where like most most everybody celebrates a winter holiday, whatever it is, right? So it's like you're going home and you're being with family for whatever holiday it is that you're celebrating. And like, are you worried about what you're eating? Are you training every day? Like, what's that like? Because we didn't come back into a preseason. It was a very different experience that you and I had. No, absolutely. And I think what's super interesting too is like for, um, for spring sports, like they they come off like fall is obviously their off season. So again, this is a, me speaking for somebody who did not have this experience, but like reflecting on people I know who went through it and like, that's pretty, like you usually have like hard training. You obviously have some competitions, but it's a lot of like, you can be tired, you can be sore. No games really count, quote unquote. If you're, if you're like an upper, um, you're coming up from like your freshman or sophomore year, maybe it's your time to show off a little bit or show how you've grown yeah. in the off season and all that kind of stuff. So like that, like depending on how long you're home for winter break, if it's three weeks, if it's whatever, maintaining like that um I, you know one can see my hand motions but like the fall to your preseason is, is tough whereas like for us it's our off season is the spring we have all summer we've all of like sometimes half of may if you finish like mid-may to all of june all of july like that's that's two full months of time so it's, it's very interesting to see how things like differ but I, I vividly remember i think it was freshman to sophomore year maybe or maybe even yeah it had to have been and I was trying to figure out like a place that was around my, where my parents lived, like in our hometown where I could like get a one month membership at like a place right. to like, but not like a, I didn't want to go to like a 
not like a typical gym. There was like different places that had more yeah. of a like, yeah, more yeah. hands-on training for like high-level athletes, like a hit style. Or, and it was like super hard to like not be locked into like a three-month contract or places that wanted you to sign. And I was like, I just need like somewhere to go. I can't have drive an hour and a half every every time I want to work out. So was, I remember that being a whole like process and being like, not like this is all for Christmas because I was like, this is annoying and I'm frustrated right. and I don't want to deal with this. No, seriously. And like even um, so when we talk about and on the previous episode, when we talked about like going into Thanksgiving break, like our season's over, like I remember our coach having conversations with us after our season ended and like we would be off maybe a week and then we would start back up and like it wasn't, you didn't hit the ground running where you were, right? Like it was a maintenance level type of workout. Like we would go to the um, weight room and like, we would focus more on strength training because it's off season now and like all that type of stuff. So the approach uh, shifted drastically once we were in that period. But I distinctly remember my coach talking to us and saying like, what we're doing right now is like, and she didn't say this verbatim because of course you can't say this to all of us because then we would take it and run with it. But the essence of what she's saying is like, we're training and we're maintaining, like do not take off when you go home, but you don't have to like kill yourself. Right. Like it was basically yeah. like a do something every day. You're getting a packet, follow it. Injury prevention, like that, like sustainability right. kind of worked out. Yeah. And then when we came back, yes, we would always have a fitness test, but if we weren't, there was just a little bit less pressure. Right. So like, of course I still put it on myself. A lot of us still put it on ourselves to pass our fitness test because it was a fitness test. And at the end of the day, like it's the off season, right? So we would come back, we would maintain a level of fitness. We would come back and then we would hit the ground running after that. But I also, this ties into things we've talked about in the past on here as well, as far as like our preseason isn't during school. So I don't know if Mike like went back early or like lacrosse or whatever, if they go back early at all before classes start, like to start practice for spring sports, or do they just report back like, like when everyone else does. And then you're literally having preseason when you're having class. Cause that sounds yeah, that's a good terrible. Point. I think, I think it does depend on the school. Like I know um, a few friends who went to like the trimester style school like a Drexel or I think um, I know Northeastern had like some options for it. Like there were a few different schools that were a much oh, later yeah. start in January, like end of January. So I know for sure those spring sport athletes right. came back early, but I think for most schools, like I remember starting classes back up like January 7th, 8th, like, Oh really? Yeah. Um, we would start at like least for Northeastern. I think I was going to say definitely not. At, at, I, I mean, Rutgers was probably second or third week of January. We always started like around like Martin Luther King, like, which I always thought was so interesting because we follow so much of like the New Jersey school schedule. And it always surprised me because I was like, we're college. Like, why are we following this? Like start after Labor Day, start back up after MLK, like whatever. But yeah, um, I remember always being (laughs) off longer than like it felt like, but yeah, I think it is different because we're, again, we're, we have this schedule that's so hectic in the fall, kind of what we're talking about a few episodes ago, but then you come back and you're like, oh, we don't have to travel to games. We're not doing all this stuff. It's like, I remember the first part of winter break as a, um, I guess I was a freshman. No, maybe sophomore. Cause I, Rutgers, it was a different length of time. But I remember being like, oh, the first part, like I catch up with all my home friends and holidays. And then that first few of January, you're like, what do we do? Like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember the one, I think I had it been junior year. I went on this like trip that with, with Rutgers and it was really cool. But I just remember it's a lot of time if you don't have like something to do or a class you're taking something right. or I mean yes downtime is great but 
it's also like we're not used to it so what do we do at that time it's right but like to your point coming home is just a very different experience in it of itself right so now yeah. you're taking athletes and taking them out of their element um whether you're a fall athlete winter athlete uh spring athlete whatever season your sport was in you're now home in a, in an environment that maybe you have missed maybe you want nothing to do with um it's just really really interesting because everybody has a very different experience when they go home maybe you have a ton of home friends maybe you don't talk to your home friends maybe you you know realize oh my god maybe I, I want to be home like there's just so many things that can happen when you go home and I think um it's just not talked about. We don't really think about it. We just deal with it. And then you're home for a month. And like you said, maybe you catch up with some home friends and then, you know, maybe people go back before you. So then you're there by yourself for a couple of weeks and you're training and like, maybe it's not the best atmosphere. And I think that that can be really hard for athletes, mental health. Oh, absolutely. And I think what's hard too, is it's your way at college from August, September to maybe you come for the weekend of Thanksgiving, but like, this is the first time you're home for more than a week. Right. Um, since you went left for college, unless you are someone who commutes, which all that, like, that's obviously a different experience, but maybe relationship with your parents now as an adult, like there's a lot of layers there. Like my mom, like loved when we were home. So like, I'm, I'm a little like biased in that regard, right. but I know some friends who like, they did not want to be home. It was really hard for them to be home right? because they just operated as like an independent 18, 19 year old. Like you're living on your own to then come home and be like, follow your parents' rules if, or like Have certain things that maybe you don't agree with or, or right. just in general, that's like just that like dis- dissonance that happens and like relationship may cause a lot of unnecessary, not unnecessary, but like stress that you didn't anticipate or like frustration or as you're trying to then work out and maybe you are taking a course or you're just studying for, I don't know, something in life. Like, and you're just on your own timeline. Like again, under like the whole my house my rules kind of vibe but like I was gonna say that there's a lot there and it's a lot of things to unpack and people and I don't think weird experiences with that right and I I really don't think any parent is ever trying to like cause a problem by saying my house my rules right like it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's a struggle on both ends as the athlete and as the parents of the athlete right so it's like you as a parent of an athlete have grown up with this person playing sports their whole lives playing, being an athlete in and of itself fosters a degree of independence because we have to be responsible for ourselves at practice, like be part of a team, act a certain way, like be respectful, all these things. So we naturally have a level of independence, couple that with going away to college. You're now, um, you know, you're at college, whether again, whatever season your sport is, you are now possibly going out you are with teammates that are older than you like you have freedom nobody's telling you when you have to do this other than like go to practice and go to games like go to study hall whatever there are certain things that are there but you're a parent figure yeah it's different right you are responsible for yourself I always joke because I always said I was more afraid to get a um text from my coach than I was from my parents when I was at school but that's a different conversation that is that is funny but you go from literally flexing all of this independence and flexing all of this freedom of being in control of whatever it is, what you're eating, when you're eating it, when you're doing extra workouts, whatever it is, to coming home and you're on somebody else's schedule. So if you are taking a class or you are going to work out and you're kind of staying in your own lane on your own timeline, now it affects people around you in your yeah. house and it can be perceived very differently and it can cause problems. So it's not always like, 
oh, I'm so excited to be home. Like some people are like dying to go back. Yeah. And it, it is hard too, because the last time you did live in at that house, if you, like, if you were living there in high school, like you were still a high school student who had no access to that freedom. Like it wasn't the same. And you're a different person. Once you go to college and like experience being away and have that taste of freedom and like, not like this rambunctious freedom, but just like that independence, it is true. It right. does impact you. And it's, and again, some people had, they were so indifferent to this and that this didn't affect them. That that's why, why I'm really glad we're talking about like all the different angles of it, because there is such a spectrum of it. Some people couldn't wait to be back with their parents and like home cooked meals. And maybe your mom helped with your laundry. I don't know all this stuff that happens mm-hmm. um, at Michael. Um, <laughs> but, but like some people, again, like it wasn't the best thing. So I think it's, it's a like a looking back at like December and January of 20. 13 or 2014, 2015, all the years I was in school, I'm like thinking about like the different experiences that me and my teammates all had. And we talk about it when we go back from, from winter break, it's like, Oh, how was your break? And kind of pull back the layers. Uh, there's a lot there. So it's making me think like, so for those of us that have safe, loving, um, homes that we can come home to parents that love us, like good families, things we look forward to, right? Like it's not yeah, a burden absolutely. to come home. It's not, um, you know, you're not uncomfortable. Yeah, you're happy to go home. back. In those situations, I think it can, and you might, I don't know if I'm speaking to your specific experience, but I want to hear about yours as well. Like you could go to a school and us as athletes, we are toughing it out, right? Like maybe we don't realize how much a situation isn't working for us until we come home. So you could go to school, like think this is going to be it, flex that independence, feel like everything's great. And like, maybe you don't even realize that you are dealing with something that you might not want to deal with. And I think when we have those loving relationships and loving families, when we come home and they can hold the mirror to us and they know the real us and can say like, how are you? Like, what's going on? How are you really? they notice a difference and they can hold that mirror to us. We're forced to, and this could be a good or a bad thing. We're forced to then actually deal with something that maybe we've been burying with our busy schedules, with our sports, with our classes. We're just getting by because with the mindset of like, Oh, I'll get through this or, Oh, it'll get better. Right. Or, Oh, I, I'm meant to be, I'm meant to be here. I meant to be showing up here and on this team and all those things. The and like, we, side, yeah. we talk about this all the time. Like we deal with the situations we're in, like us as athletes, we specifically team sport athletes, but I really do think it's everybody team sport, individual, um, competition, sport athletes. Like we are taught to put our heads down and deal with the environment and you are a part of something bigger. So like you're, not that your opinion doesn't matter, but like we're taught to obey in a sense and to like deal with things yeah. that are uncomfortable and to push through physical pain and that, you know, things are going to be uncomfortable. Character. It builds character, right? Like we have to deal with these circumstances and we don't think there's another way. And then we come home and like, maybe that's very relieving to them to be like, oh my God, there's something else I can do. But maybe that also feels like you're quitting and failing and all of these terrible emotions because you couldn't make it I'm putting up the worst air quotes possible because that's not at all what it is right like but these are the things that we might feel and then we have to make a decision it can yeah I have a lot to add here <laughs> yeah please I'll, shut me up you're no like, Brenda, I just stop talking let me talk no it's so it's so true though and I think there's there's two different like schools of thought in my head right now so like the first one 
and this is full transparency. This is my own experience. And if you had transferred and have had a different experience, please come on the pod and be, be a guest. Um, but like my particular experience is I am a very listen to your gut kind of person and halfway through first semester, I was like, I want to go home. And I had like a weird gut feeling of like, I'm not meant to be here. And it was kind of like, there was a lot of layers and I'll spare you a lot of the personal details, but my grandma was sick at the time, which was a lot of weight on me. And I was, that was a really hard relationship, um, to essentially lose that next coming spring. Um, but for me, there was like something, it was like bigger than me. It was like, eh, I don't know if this is meant to be where you're supposed to be. Um, swallowed that worked through the rest of the season, worked through the rest of came home for Thanksgiving, talked to my mom a little bit. and was like, and eh. she's like, we had a conversation, stick it out. Let's see how it goes. Winter break was like, though, like, I, I know now this is the gut feeling is like how I should be acting. Um, but I ended up going back and finishing the year and I'm not regretful at all about the decision with that. It was a really great spring season, uh, more or less like off the field. I built some great relationships that I still stay in touch with to this day. Um, so I don't think there's looking back, I would have changed anything, but I think that being home for that month, it was like very clear that that gut feeling just got like stronger and stronger. And my mom said, she's like, I know you. And she's like, I can look you in the eyes. And she's like, something, you're not you. You're not happy. You're not like, there's not clarity. There's, there's nothing that's she's like, something is off and it's not shifting. You can work out harder. You can do this. You can go to this class. She's like, I just, I know you. So essentially like echoing what you were saying, having that mirror mirror up in front of me to like deep dive into like really pull those layers back of why I was feeling what I was feeling and uncover like what it was being home that month was really like glaringly like, Hey, can't keep ignoring this or you're just going to be miserable kind of thing. And it was a tough thing to work through, but I think a lot of it was because I had time with my mom to like reflect and, and chat through and talk about options, talk about all the different things and talk about financial situations and money and all that scholarships, all that fun stuff. So there's a lot there. <laughs> that's, just, that's like the quick, quick and dirty version of it. And, you know, full transparency. I want you guys to all know, I kind of roughly knew Kimmy's story, but not a hundred percent and not to this degree. So just knowing her, I know, you know, when you've talked about on here, your relationship with your mom. And I think that that's everything, right? Like, yeah. and safe space, you and I are so lucky, blessed, you know, spoiled, whatever term you're going to use to be able to have that relationship. And it just yeah. makes me really upset that maybe people don't have that. And then people are forced to stay in a situation, not forced to, but like, don't, they don't feel like they have options. Yeah. They don't feel like they have options and, you know, can't see that for themselves. And instead we just put our heads down and keep working. And, and, what that translates into life is just a life of this can't be any better. So I might as well just like stay my feelings or thoughts don't matter. And that's really, really hard for me to think oh, about somebody feeling. Um, so please know if yeah. that was your experience. Um, Kimmy and I are not, I'm going to say we're unlicensed therapists. Um, please feel like you can come up to chat to us <laughs> if you feel inclined to share your story, please come on and talk about it because it really would be so powerful. I guarantee you're going to be connecting with other people that listen to this, but also if you don't want to record and you just want to say like, yep, that's me and need to talk about it. Like we are here. This is what we want to create this community. Um, we're very lucky for the family structures that we have. Um, 
but we recognize that not everybody is that lucky and blessed. So please know mm-hmm. we're, we're here for you. I just had to give that little hundred percent. No, I completely agree. I do think, um, one of like with that, as I, I, I can like vividly remember the conversations I was having, like in my head, like with my, with myself to like, why I shouldn't be feeling that way. And like talking myself out of that. And, and that's where it gets to be super, I don't want to use the word toxic, but just like difficult because like, if I didn't have some of my mom or I didn't come home for that month, if I didn't come home for as long, I don't know if I would have been able to work through actually transferring and how that all figured out. Um, and I think there's a lot of layers, like what you said earlier, I say layers one more time, please allow me. Um, what you're saying earlier of like that conversation and, and feeling like you have that safe space. Like there's so many things going through your head of like, oh, I was supposed to thrive here. I was the, I was recruited as a blank position or this, I was supposed to do really well on this team. Oh, I was supposed to, I got a scholarship. Oh, well, so-and-so from high school recommended me to this school and the coach knew them. And all of those relationships, there's so many things that go through your head. Like I can remember like my coaches from club who had talked to the Northeastern coach and all of these things. And I was like, and I kept, I kept asking myself and looking back, like, if I stay here and I'm not happy and I'm miserable and push through all these things. And then this comes out five years after I graduate into these coaches, they would be so disappointed that I didn't take action. It didn't right. matter where I played. It didn't matter where I went to school. It mattered if I was happy. If I didn't even want to play anymore, I had coaches from club who I actually I talked to. I got kind of lucky too. There was one of my um, teammates from club. Her mom actually is a, a head coach of a division one school. And I called her. I was like, I'm calling you as like Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, can you just give me advice as this person's mom? Not as that. Cause like you can't talk to other coaches. Like there's all these rules. And like she obviously off the record was like very helpful, but nothing was like crossing any lines, right. but I didn't know the rules. I didn't know. Like, and, and since I was in school, all this stuff has changed. Like all of it's changed with yeah. like, there's a, now a portal for transfer, all of this crap. Yeah. But like, I like I heard about that the other day. I was like, I'm sorry. What? I think it's, I, I honestly think it's like really, and this, I might be wrong here. So if I'm wrong, someone DM us, but I think it's mainly for like the sports that you like have a pro option for. Like, I think field hockey cool maybe, but like the sports that people transfer like three, two or three schools because then they can get a better, I don't know, team draft, all that stuff. But just to kind of wrap this thought up, I I do want to make a point to say how like there were a lot of conversations I was having where I heard myself and I was like, that doesn't, one, that doesn't sound like me. Two, I was like, if I, if this comes out or like if this gets told to my coach, my parent, my whoever, two years after I graduate that I was, and they like knew I like held this all. Like they, they were just, they would be like that. I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed, but they would be like upset because they, if I right. felt like I had no other option. And I just think that that's important to, I hope people who are listening to this, if, if anyone can relate to this situation, that there is this sense of safety around what you're feeling and, and nothing is as big of a deal as it may seem. And that sounds like right. downplaying things, but I think it's, it's true. It's like, College sports, yes, they're awesome. They're important. They're great. We talk about this all the time. But like, my my well being as a human, my my role as a daughter and a friend and uh, a girlfriend, all of these things. Like me as Kimmy, a human, if I'm not okay, or I'm putting my mental and physical health, whatever, in a situation that's not good, like that's bigger than the sport. And Absolutely. that's my like two cents on that. <laughs> Just so, traveling. 
what I'm like getting from this too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you yeah. talk about different coaches, you know, saying, oh, why don't you look at Northeastern or why don't you go here? Or, you know, whatever it is, like the people that were rooting for you from before, like I would imagine it would feel a sense of letting those people down if you Absolutely. didn't follow through on that, if you didn't stay there, if you didn't keep playing. And it made me also think about, okay, so if somebody wants to quit, right? Like mm. maybe you go and you just don't, you. your whole life you've been told to play a sport and like, you didn't really question it and you just did it because you obeyed and you were taught to, and I don't mean obeyed in such a negative connotation. I think a lot of times that word is like very negative, but like you just did what was asked of you. Like yeah, you know, your friends really and your team, it. like you kind of went through the, the motions. Of right. It. You go through the motions, you play on your club team, maybe you get recruited, you end up playing in college and like you get to the next level and you're like, wow, this isn't really what I wanted. Like, I think that that is very normal. And I think that when we talk about you go freshman year, your first semester and you're flexing your independence, right? Like it's the first time you're having some independent thoughts as far as what you're doing, how you're spending your time, where you're going, who you're doing it with, like all of these things. And maybe at some point you realize, wait a second, I don't want to be spending close to six to eight hours a day, maybe dedicated to my sport between like we've said, practice, lift, film, recovery, you know, whatever it is. Like maybe you don't want to be spending all that time doing this sport like you liked it and you had fun with it in high school but you didn't really realize it was going to be this level of commitment in college like it's okay if you don't want to do it anymore like that's part of growing up and maturing and becoming you and it makes me even sadder to think about people that maybe are on scholarship and then maybe they don't feel like they can quit because how else are you gonna be able to afford maybe you don't want to take out loans like and then you're in a situation where you feel like you have to continue to play your sport and you're not even enjoying it anymore or you don't like the environment you're in and you can't transfer because you won't get scholarship and all these things come into play and like damn yeah I mean it's so so true and it comes full circle to what you said earlier too about the adult like your freedom and you being this person it's the first time like you're able to like take certain maybe classes that are more interesting to you you're stepping into this new version of yourself as an 18 19 year old whereas before like high school curriculum you're taking I don't know three history classes in the four year or whatever it is like the structure of high school um and I think that's that's something that's so like I read this quote the other day which relates in in some essence but it was about how like in our society when things end they're like given the negative connotation of like oh that's a bad thing and it's like, that's not necessarily true. Like things have chapters and I'm definitely butchering the whole quote. That's a much longer quote version, but bear with me here. Um, and it was about like the examples of it. It was someone, I don't know, it's a long thing. But one of the examples was like, oh, this guy opened up a coffee shop, ran it successfully for four years. His life in those four years changed. He closed the coffee shop. The business ended and it was like deemed this failure. He's like, no, I just don't want to do it anymore. So like, if, if you would kind of parallel that to here, it's like, Maybe, yeah, you thought you'd love it in college and you thought you want to continue playing at the higher level. And like, maybe it's just not for you. Like, that's okay. It doesn't have to be seen as this like big, like, oh, you're a failure. You let everyone down. Like all the extremes of that. Like, no, just my, my next chapter doesn't include playing the sport at this level. Right. Maybe you end up playing club and it's like fun and you can mess around and have fun with your friends. And like, there's Anywhere. a lot of different things that you can do. Or, or maybe you like, yeah, play club of a sport that you were a two sport athlete in, in high school. 
You went to college for one sport and you ended up playing club, the other sport in college and not playing. Like there's so many options. And I think it's so hard because you're meant to make these decisions at 16, 17 years old that you don't, you don't know how your life's going to shift in those two, three years. Like especially all these kids that dealt with like breaks with COVID. Like I can't even fathom that. That's a whole other layer. Wow. I said layer again. I told you. <laughs> I can't um, you. It's a whole other, a whole other, uh, element to it. Component, but, element, but I think it's layer. Hard. Like it's another layer, Kim. You know, component layer, all the things, but, but I just think it's, yeah, you're meant to make these decisions at like 16 years old for your life. And it's like, it's freaking ter- it's terrifying sometimes. Yeah. And I just think it's all so permanent, right? So we make these like huge life decisions and like, obviously yeah. none of us, especially if you played a sport and like want to be successful and care about what you're doing and give it 110% effort all the time. Like we don't want to let anybody down. We don't want to let our parents down. We don't want to let our coaches down. We don't want to let our teammates down. Like we put all this pressure on these decisions because of everybody else. But it's, and it's hard because like, let's be honest, Kimmy, like I'm 26, you're 27. And like, we still struggle with prioritizing what we need in a specific moment. So think about, 18, 19, 20 year old us trying to distinguish between what we're feeling and what we are putting on ourselves as what everybody else is thinking without yeah. really that like giving weight pressure. to the right things. Like what is the actual feeling and what is my perceived thought of the situation and right. like what people are. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if I came home and said to my parents, like, listen, I love you guys, but I can't do it anymore. Like that would have been really, really hard. And I probably would have been sobbing telling them because I hate confrontation and like handling things. Big conversations. But I also think at the end of the day, they would be like, if that's what makes you happy, like it is what it is. Like my parents want nothing but the best for me as a person Mm -hmm. with or without being an athlete, they'd be upset because they like to watch me. But like, but if your well-being was in question, they wouldn't they wouldn't even second guess it. Correct. And like, and the thing the, sa- the same thing goes for like not to cut you off the same thing goes though for like mentors. So if, you, if parents aren't your people and like right, you had a, right. a coach in high school or a club coach or a mentor or somebody older who trained you and that yeah. relationship was who you were fearful of like disappointing. Yeah. If they care about you in any essence of the word care and truly care as opposed to just like wanting you to be another number that they can get into the college curriculum like they will care more about you as a person than you as, a, as an athlete. Thank you 100%. for saying that. Because when you were talking about like reaching out to your friend's mom and this and that, I was thinking that, but then I went down another rabbit yeah. hole. But a hundred percent, if people care about you, they care about you, not just you as an athlete. Yeah. And like we at that age are not able to distinguish us and us as an athlete. That's oh, where this person. whole concept of dear former athlete comes into play because we still sometimes associate ourselves as athletes. Like I can't wait until next season when we start talking about coaching because now I'm and having all of the uh, guests on and we have so many cool things. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> teaser teaser coming early, but like I'm coaching and I'm, and I'm really like having, and I'll get into it more like when we record this episode, but I'm having all these mixed feelings because like being back in my high school gym is like really, really fun. And like, I get to be that mentor now for these girls. And it's like so cool and so rewarding. And I'm literally having so much fun. And like, part of me is like, oh, don't get like too attached because like that part of your life's over. And I'm like, oh my God, why am I thinking that? Like, enjoy it. Like you are basically like bringing back a part of who you were like that part of me that I feel like has been gone and that part of me that I feel like I've had to like 
close the chapter on and never look back at. And like that part of my life's over. Like I can't be that person anymore. And I'm having so much fun. And I'm like, no, this is who I am. That's where Kimmy always does the brilliant thing of like talking about like former athlete isn't a thing because like, we're not former. It's a part of us forever. But like, I think I have been working so hard to like close that chapter and be like, no, you're somebody different now. But like without allowing myself to like, she still exists. Like she is the athlete still exists and is still in me and very much like is present instead of like cutting ties with that, that person. Yeah. And it's just a different relationship to the sport. It's a different angle. Like you're just coming Miranda, you at 26 is you're going to have a different interaction with the sport, but it can be just as beautiful. It's just different. And I think that's cool to think about too, is like, I mean, even people who grow up and like, we'll get to this probably in season two and beyond, but like Sorry, guys. <laughs> people who get into like coaching their, their kids sports, like there's a little right. of that. That's a whole nother layer, but wow. I love that word. Um, <laughs> to pivot out of that layer counts, guys, wait, sentence, I'm going to but... give you a fun, go back, re-listen to every episode of season one, <laughs> episode take a, a shot layer. every time Kimmy says layer, you'd be so drunk. <laughs> Or if you're taking shots of water, like you'd be really hydrated. Amazing. So hydrated. Um, my, yeah. And my I do voice sounds terrible because I can't <laughs> run with these girls because I'm out you're of shape. not meant to be. You're not still active. Thank you. Still. Needed that. I, but I do think it's one um, <laughs> kind of just that one last thought about that is that it's, there's so many things that change when you go to school and like, obviously environment is a big one and like responsibilities. Like I remember... <laughs> there's a girl I play with at Northeastern who was from overseas and she was like this whole like division one thing. Like she ended up transferring, I think a year after I left, but she was awesome. She was amazing on the field, incredible person. Um, just like so talented, but the, how she played it at home was like for fun. They would have like a keg next to the field. It was like, (laughs) she was great at at hockey, but like in the Netherlands, it's also very different. It, there's a there's adult leagues until people are like 60 like it's just different That's so cool but like she's like it's just it's a little like it's a full-time job here and like, i i don't want i want to play and enjoy hockey i don't yeah. want to be like in study hall till 8 p.m to get these credits for this thing and like she was like, there's too much going on here so it wasn't for her but yeah, like right. i still have the sport yeah and i i have no idea like when she ended up going home how that was for her but i just bring it up because it's like there's that's the whole thing's ending doesn't mean it's a negative or doesn't mean it's a bad thing like there's there's so much like this is gonna sound so cheesy and cliche but like there's so much beauty in the present and when you enjoy it in the present and just because something ends doesn't mean that it has to be this like big negative thing it's just like that chapter for you isn't gonna that that part of that chapter isn't coming into your next chapter like whether it's hot whether it's playing a sport whether it's friendship or relationship whether it's what you're doing as a hobby and now I'm kind of digressing but whatever that looks like whether it's a, a business that you run I don't know just because it ends it doesn't have to be this like I'm going to reiterate one more time a negative thing I just think that it's hard in our society even like when like friendships end or break it's like, it always has to be this I don't know burn all burn everything to the ground this this sucks we don't like, we don't value and we don't understand I feel like the idea that something can end and it not be for a negative like just because something doesn't last forever doesn't mean it wasn't great correct and i think we put way too much pressure on ourselves to stop something like yeah. we need to you know understand when 
enough's enough. It served, like, you, it served you at 18, served you at 19. Maybe it didn't serve you at 2021. 20, 20, maybe right. it doesn't like continue to grow with you. So we can get into a whole another like conversation around this. Um, a lot of layers. Ha, 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 ha. I, I really hope someone comes back and is like, Kimmy, yeah, shut the hell up. You said layers no. 87 times in season one. Never. Um, was there anything else around this that we were like, oh, holidays? And we talked about how, like, high school friends and like seeing people and like that may be triggering for some people, might be great. Um, yeah. Mixed emotions for sure. Routine, workouts, all that fun stuff. I think we got a lot of that covered. I agree. If there's anything that this brings up for you and you want to chat about, send us a DM, send yeah. us an email. We are very, we're, um, we are still taking um, like people to be on the podcast next season. Um, we do have a ton of applications to work through like in terms of like scheduling, if that's really our biggest thing right now is just making sure we have the bandwidth to get everyone's calendars all coordinated and having guests on. We have a lot of fun stuff coming for season two. Really cool conversations that will obviously you've listened to me and Miranda for now 10 episodes, but having a whole new perspective with different guests, with female and male athletes, fall, winter, and spring sports, people who still are involved in their sport, people who are not, like we're going to have all I'm so excited. Covered. It's going to be so fun. Like, I know we're going to have people on, but now that Kimmy's like talking about all the different like opinions and perspectives we'll have, I'm it's like, gonna be cool. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's going to be, it's going to be like a whole different energy. I'm so pumped. And I'm so we excited. Throw, we, we're still going to throw in a few like about just me and Miranda episodes. Yeah. In. Um, but yeah, if there, and again, if there are things that you want us to chat about or you would love, to, if you want to chat about it, come on and be a guest. But if you don't feel like being a guest or it's not your thing, just send us an, uh, an email. Um, to our email or DM on Instagram right. about maybe asking us a question or if there is something that you would like love to us to dive into and we'll definitely get it on the on the calendar. If you want to like share a story but you want to remain yeah. anonymous we will absolutely honor that. Yeah. We can like sure. share your story and talk about it without um Revealing while your keeping identity. your privacy. Yeah. Awesome. This has been Guys, such this, a great season. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. <laughs> This is going on. This is continuing to the next chapter. So yeah, Except now I'm like hyped up. I don't know. This was like no, a fun I'm, one. I'm like hyped up now. I'm like, oh. I know this will, um, gotta get yeah, people right, right recorded. Yes. Yeah, so this will be right around. Um, we'll be, we're going to release it in a little bit from now. So very festive time of year. I hope you guys enjoy all the good food, all the things, drink all the, all the beverages, if alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever you're fancy. Um, just enjoy yourself. Take time. This is just my PSA of like, you're allowed to rest. You don't have to like finish the year strong and do all this thing. Like, you can take a deep, a deep breath and just chill. There's if you do 80 million things a day by next year, you will be amazing. No, you are amazing. You're going to be amazing regardless. And yep. yeah, ha- happy new year um, from dear former athlete. Happy holidays. Happy new year. We love y'all. Can't wait to chat in the new year. Wrapping up Bye. season season one and 2022.